Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1443. My soul was languishing with joy, but toward the end of the Mass I felt so weak that I had to leave the chapel and go to my cell, as I felt unable to take part in the community tea. But my joy throughout the whole Christmas season was immense, because my soul was unceasingly united with the Lord. I have come to know that every soul would like to have divine comforts, but is by no means willing to forsake human comforts, whereas these two things cannot be reconciled. During this Christmas season, I have sensed that certain souls have been praying for me. I rejoice that such spiritual union and knowledge exist already here on earth. O my Jesus, praise be to you for all this. In the greatest torments of souls, I am always alone. But in the greatest torments of soul, I am always alone. But no, not alone, for I am with you, Jesus. But here I am speaking about other people. None of them understands my heart, but this does not surprise me anymore, whereas I used to be surprised when my intentions were condemned and wrongly interpreted. No, this does not surprise me now at all. People do not know how to perceive the soul. They see the body, and they judge according to the body. But as distant as heaven is from the earth, so distant are God's thoughts from our thoughts. I myself have experienced that quite often. It happens that, and then she leaves that thought unfinished. The Lord said to me, It should be of no concern to you how anyone else acts. You are to be my living reflection through love and mercy. I answered, Lord, but they often take advantage of my goodness. That makes no difference, my daughter. There is no cons- that is no concern of yours. As for you, be always merciful toward other people, and especially toward sinners. Oh, how painful it is to me that souls so seldom unite themselves to me in holy communion. I wait for souls, and they are indifferent toward me. I love them tenderly and sincerely, and they distrust me. I want to lavish my graces on them, and they do not want to accept them. They treat me as a dead object, whereas my heart is full of love and mercy. In order that you may know at least some of my pain, imagine the most tender of mothers, who has great love for her children, while those children spurn her love. Consider her pain. No one is in a position to console her. This is but a feeble image and likeness of my love. Write, speak of my mercy. Tell souls where they are to look for solace, that is, in the tribunal of mercy, the sacrament of reconciliation. There the greatest miracles take place and are incessantly repeated. To avail oneself of this miracle 
it is not necessary to go on a great pilgrimage or to carry out some external ceremony. It suffices to come with faith to the feet of my representative and to reveal to him one's misery, and the miracle of divine mercy will be fully demonstrated. Were a soul like a decaying corpse, so that from a human standpoint there would be no hope of restoration, and everything would already be lost, it is not so with God. The miracle of divine mercy restores that soul in full. Oh, how miserable are those who do not take advantage of the miracle of God's mercy. You will call out in vain, but it will be too late. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the year 1938, the 1st of January. Welcome to you, New Year, in the course of which my perfection will be accomplished. Thank you in advance, O Lord, for everything your goodness will send me. Thank you for the cup of suffering from which I shall drink daily drink. Do not diminish its bitterness, O Lord, but strengthen my lips that, while drinking of this bitterness, they may know how to smile for love of you, my Master. I thank you for your countless comforts and graces that flow down upon me each day like the morning dew, silently, imperceptibly, which no curious eye may notice, and which are known only to you and me, O Lord. For all of this, I thank you as of today, because at the moment when you hand me the cup, my heart may not be capable of giving thanks. St. Faustina was too weak to partake in the refreshments with the sisters after the Midnight Mass on Christmas. She would have liked to, but she had to give it up because of her health. But then Jesus comforted her. If we want to receive comforts from Jesus, we have to be willing to give up some of the human comforts that we seek. Faustina rejoiced that some people were praying for her. She came to know of this during the Christmas season. We should be spiritually united with our loved ones. Faustina writes of Jesus always being with her during her torments of soul. Other people don't know what she is going through. They can't see her soul, so they judge her body, and it's not enough. They don't even know what's going on in her body. Unfortunately, they judge her mistakenly and harshly. Jesus told her not to worry about what others do. Faustina is simply to be a living reflection of Jesus, offering love and mercy to others. Her task is to be merciful towards all, especially sinners. Jesus laments that people don't unite themselves to him in Holy Communion. Many people don't go to church, and even those who do, many don't enter deeply into the mystery. They take the experience for granted and treat Jesus like a dead object. We miss out on so many graces when we act in this way. Jesus makes the comparison of a child who rejects the love of a tender mother. We can't imagine the pain. Jesus so wants to share graces with us, and we reject them. Jesus asks Faustina to write about the sacrament of reconciliation, which he calls the tribunal of his mercy, 
miracles of healing take place there. We should try to go to confession regularly. Jesus strengthens us through this sacrament. He is patient and merciful and always ready to forgive us. He will not reject anyone who comes to him. And then St. Faustina writes on January 1st, 1938, that her path to holiness and perfection will be completed in that year. Obviously, God gave her an insight into when she would die. And she asks for strength to be able to carry the cross till the end. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.